What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, welcome. So happy to have you. We hope you stick around. We hope you love the vibes around here, okay? I'm sure you're gonna have a good time. I'm having a good time just having you here, okay? And if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey. Hey boy, hey. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, welcome back. How are we doing today? Happy Tuesday, my loves. I cannot believe, okay, like I literally, I kid you not, I say this in like every episode is kind of disgusting at this point, but like it is the middle of of October like what is happening where is time going what is 2021 like I feel like we are still like low-key high-key in 2020 like I feel like ever since the you know what started I just like what is time we've dipped into a whole other like section of time where it feels even less real than it did before and I don't know if I can handle it because what the heck it's October 12th already like can we can we pause for a second I don't even know if I needed to pause because like really I mean I don't feel bad that the time is flying or I don't feel like stressed about it it's just like so weird to me that it's already October I don't know I don't know what it should feel like I feel like we again it feels like we're still in 2020 but here we are approaching 2022 with like all the wheels spinning all the things happening and I'm just trying to keep it under control like just keep it keep it contained in my section of life in my reality Reality, trying to like keep myself sane at this point hopefully you guys are doing well um the mercury retrograde let's talk about it because it's hitting it's hitting real different um this time like typically whenever retrogrades happen i'm always like oh like mercury retrograde like it's always something goes wrong with the computer or something like techie happens on my side that makes me remember like oh yeah mercury's in retrograde like lol but y'all this time mercury and all the other planets that are in retrograde like i don't know too too much about every single planet that is in retrograde right now but i know it's a lot of them in retrograde i know it's a lot of them hoes in retrograde right now it is hitting different because i have just been personally going through it if you feel personally victimized by the retrogrades please let me know on instagram because i cannot be the only one i cannot be the only one it's like been a mix of tech issues my energy what energy what energy i'm tired all i want to do is sleep i can't even sleep but all i want to do is sleep i'm tired the tech issues the, the miscommunications it is just 
just been a lot of like all over the placeness, which is kind of why I'm like recording this episode. And I'm like, am I even going to be able to speak properly to articulate my words on today's episode? Because retrograde, because retrograde season, like, like I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So if you are going through it, like your girl is, uh, wishing you luck, sending you hugs, we are going through it together at the very least. And hopefully it ends soon. I don't know when it ends. Like, I feel like it ends this month or something. Don't quote me on that, y'all. I don't even know. All I know is I've been going through it. It's hitting different. And I hope it's over soon because like, I just, I cannot anymore. Like, I cannot. But anyways, y'all, let me set the scene for you guys. It's actually October 11th as I record this. Monday, October 11th. It's 11.30 a.m. I have the day off work off of my nine to five which is so exciting we love a three-day weekend okay and literally i feel like i manifested this because i for the longest minute thought we had a three-day weekend this weekend only to find out we originally didn't have a three-day weekend and then i mentioned it in a week in the meeting i was like oh lol like why don't we have this day off because hello it's indigenous people's day like we should really have this day off and i guess someone brought it up to someone else at the company who kind of like manages our financial and days off and things like that and she sent an email like Thursday night and was like oh we have this day off now and I was like what okay period not me calling the three-day weekend so I'm very excited again we love some time off of the nine to five however clearly the grind don't stop because here I am on my like day off still working but I'm just working on manifest daily business so I have my venti coffee here which also hello manifested this this is just such a beautiful signifier a symbol of abundance I went into Starbucks and I swear I just be making friends with people at Starbucks like I love me to folk at Starbucks because I went in there and it was this girl who I was chatting with the other day who was working and I came in and I was like girl how's your day going because she had told me some stuff last time about how her day was going I was like girl I hope your day's going better like what's up and we talking we talking and I'm like listen I'm like we gonna get through it we gonna get through it and I was telling her too about the retrogrades because I was like girl it's probably the retrogrades energy hitting you okay that's what it sounded like to me and I was like let me get my grande ice caramel macchiato I was telling her all my stuff I was like girl you know I'll be getting all the little customizations, the oat milk, the this, the that, the whatever. Like my order is long as hell. And she wasn't even writing it down because she know already. She already know the order. Like she hip, she hip to it. But she was like, girl, let me get you a venti. I was like, not you treating me to a venti. Stop it. I was like, of course I'm not going to turn down a venti. So I literally have been sipping on this large ass, a big ass cup of coffee for like the last three hours. Actually, no, for like the last four hours because I was definitely at Starbucks like 7.30 this morning and it's 11.30 right now. But them ventis, they be getting you through the day. Mind you, I have decaf. So really what's getting me through the day is the sugar most likely because I have like mad syrups and stuff in my coffee. I like my coffee sweet, sweet, you know, because I'm a sweet tooth. I'm a sweet gal. I'm a sweet gal. So I like me a sweet coffee, okay? It is Monday. I'm sitting here. Got my coffee. Got my little candle burning. We love a candle as well. Fall season, coziness, cozy vibes. And I also just recorded a YouTube video right before this. If you're not hip, I also started to like revamp, repost on the tube, okay? Channel is linked in the show notes always. You can search DeAndre Nicolette on YouTube if you want to see my face, if you want to see what's going on. Uh, the episodes aren't like 
all podcast episodes. There are a few podcast episodes there, but uh, a lot of it is like vlogs, behind the scenes, just me just like living my life. So if you're into that kind of content, you probably would like my YouTube videos. If you are here simply for the podcast, you don't, you don't care about my life. You don't want to see what I do behind the scenes. I respect it. I respect where you're coming from. Then don't subscribe to the channel because it's, it's not for you. It's not for you. Okay. I am so excited for this weekend. LOL. I'm excited for the weekend. Girl, the weekend is over. Let me shut up. Let me stop talking because the weekend is done. It is gone. It's Monday now. I got to work tomorrow. Whatever. It was a good weekend. It was a chill weekend. It was good. Weather was good. It's getting cooler in Dallas and I love that for me. And I love the fact that I can like wear a sweater outside and maybe not seem as insane as I once did. Granted, it is going to be 90 degrees today. So I did decide to remove my sweater and put on a short sleeve shirt. So like people just didn't call the police for me, you know, just little things, little things in life. Today we are chatting about the rise of hustle culture. I asked y'all on Instagram which episode you wanted to hear next because I actually have all of the October episodes planned out. And I was like, listen, here's the episodes. Pick which one we, we doing next. And it was such a close vote. It was between this episode and the imposter syndrome episode that you guys really, really wanted to hear. So the imposter syndrome one will be the next episode. And then the one after that, I believe will be the Christianity one because that was the third requested one. And then after that, I believe I'm doing the episode on psychological thrillers. If the order changes, don't sue me, don't come for me, okay? So far, I believe that will be the order. So today we're talking about hustle culture. We're talking about this idea of working 24 seven in order to make it, in order to grind, in order to do all these things. And we're talking about the history of the nine to five, about work, labor in the US, all that good stuff. So it is gonna be a really good episode. Again, it's one of the more research episodes. I really have been loving this format. I feel like it's a different style of recording, but I also feel like, I just, I don't know, maybe it's the the student in me. I loved school and I love like research and reading and stuff like this. And I like to get into the psychological and sociological elements of all the things in our world. So I feel like these research episodes really cater to that itch I need to scratch. So hopefully you guys are enjoying them as well. So far, based on the numbers, it seems like y'all like them. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep them going. I'm gonna keep them going. But anyways, grab your coffee. Maybe it's a venti like your girl. Maybe it's decaf like your girl. I don't know. I don't know. Grab your water. Grab your tequila. Maybe your vodka. We switching it up. Maybe a little rum, a little Bacardi. And let's go ahead and get into this episode. Talking about hustle culture. Talking about working 24-7. Talking about the grinds. Let's go ahead and get into it, my loves. fully dive into this episode, I do want to say that there's so much that I can't really cover in this episode because it would be like three, four, five hours long. And listen, as much as I know y'all love listening to this podcast, I don't think y'all gonna be sitting here listening to a three hour episode. I don't know if I could do it. I'd have to break it up. It took me like three weeks. No, I'm kidding. It took me like three days, honestly, to listen to a three hour podcast. What I'm saying is there's a lot of the history of labor in the United States that's really complex. There are so many implications 
institutions that we deal with and experience today that can be dated back to slavery, slave labor, events that took place way before the parts of history that I'm going to be covering here today. So in order to focus on keeping this brief, in order to not make this long as hell, I'm going to start the episode and I'm going to start the history at a certain point in history and I'm addressing like a certain piece of it today, a very brief piece of it. But if you guys want to hear about more of like the labor that dates back to slavery, things like that, we can get into that in another episode. I really can go into it. I can do some research and I think it's like really interesting. And it's also something that I think that we should all have at least a base understanding of, because like I said, it does have a lot of implications into our current day society. But for now, I do encourage you guys to do your own research on the history of slave labor and labor in general in the United States. Very, very interesting stuff. A lot of it, however, is not lighthearted at all. If you're going to dive into this stuff and if you're going to look into it, I definitely recommend that you go in knowing that it's going to be heavier history, heavier content. You might be a little bit shocked at the some of the things that you uncover. So just be aware of that. And uh, yeah, just, just be aware of that before you head into your research. So like I said, we're going to cover a brief part of the history today. So right now, I don't know if you guys have seen this content or this like happening on the internet, but there's something happening called the Great Resignation or it's what people have like dubbed or named it the Great Resignation. And basically what it is, is a lot of people are quitting their jobs. We're going to get kind of into that piece a little bit more in this episode. But with this whole shift happening with a lot of people quitting their jobs, a lot of people saying like F the nine to five, I'm out, you know what I'm saying? I think it's important for us to look at the nine to five in general and kind of like how it's come to be, how we have even come to see like nine to five, 40 hour work weeks as normal, because it's always interesting when you look at the history of something, because like everything that we experience today as normal, like had a start, it wasn't always like that. And I feel like the nine to five is one that's so ingrained in our society, especially when it comes to labor, that when you take a look at it and you realize like it wasn't always like this, it's interesting interesting to see how now we're seeing a shift in the discourse around nine to five work and how it's now starting to be in some ways like not normalized or people are starting to kind of question if it's even productive, if it works, if it makes sense, if it's overdue for an overhaul, things like that. So despite the nine to five seeming pretty regular to us, like I said, it's pretty normalized at this point, the 40 hour work week actually emerged in the 1800s. So it's pretty recent in the grand scheme of things when you think about it, like us being in like the 2000s and the 1800s being pretty much like not that long ago. So in the 18th century, we saw a rise in mass production and less focus on slow handcrafted goods. This period is better known as the Industrial Revolution, which if you've ever taken a history class, a US history class, you definitely remember that term. You may not remember all the details because I sure didn't, but you remember that term and you kind of remember hearing about that. The Industrial Revolution actually began in Britain and later spread to other parts of the world, including the United States. And this was a time where we saw more machines, rural towns were being transformed into bustling cities. There were a lot of technological advances. It basically created the system where we saw labor being mechanized, where people were working in factories, doing the same things over and over and over again for long hours and low wages. So in 1817, activists and labor union groups started to advocate for better working conditions. They were kind of overseeing people working these long hours, being injured in these factories, all of the things that were happening in these factories that were probably seen as really inhumane. The activists started to advocate for better working conditions because at this time, people were actually working 80 to 100 hour weeks. Like, y'all, 
can you imagine? I feel like I can barely handle a 40-hour work week, much less an 80 to 100-hour work week. Like, oh my God, when do you even have time to eat or sleep? or shower, or anything. Like, it's like you wake up, go to work all day, like literally all day. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. Like, those hours are crazy. I didn't look up the actual amount that people were paid, but I'm sure when they say low wages, they mean like low, low. So in 1869, President Grant issued a proclamation to guarantee eight-hour workdays for government employees. And this decision actually encouraged private sector workers to push for the same right. So there are a couple other things that happened during this time that I'm not gonna like specifically touch on this research, but if you do go into researching this yourself, you will definitely see a lot of the evidence of what happened after this proclamation was issued. There were a lot of different factories and companies that were not on board with this decision at first. There were a lot of like uprisings, people, what is it, what is that word, protesting? Like there were a lot of just things happening where people were upset companies specifically because if you think about it as a company like to go from having your workers come in for like these 10 12 you know 14 hour work days to now being reduced down to eight you're probably thinking it's going to reduce the amount of money that you can make right and you're thinking like damn like this sucks as a company but really for workers it was in their best benefit for them to not be so stretched during their work day especially because like that's a long work day like even the regular eight hours like oh my god can you i just can't imagine working longer than the eight hours because that's just, oh Lord. In 1926, Henry Ford popularized the 40 hour work week because he actually did some research and he discovered that working more only yielded a smaller increase in productivity that lasted for a shorter amount of time. It was sort of speculated before that time that if you worked more, if you worked longer, if you worked harder, you sort of got more results, more products created, more, 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 more. Like more time worked equaled more produced results. But in his research, Henry actually found out that like baby it, it don't even equal all that like if you work in all these extra hours per day it's not like you're about to do twice as much in productivity as you would if you're working a 16 hour workday as compared to an eight hour workday if that makes sense so really there was just sort of that myth of more time worked equaling more productivity was sort of debunked at that time so this is kind of also where my understanding of the nine to five work week starts anytime i think of where did the nine to five work week emerge I really associate this with like Henry Ford and his research. But of course, like there's way more to the nine to five than just Henry Ford and like what he did and what he theorized and what he researched and put into practice and all that good stuff. So in 1938, Congress passed their Fair Labor Standards Act, which required all employers to pay overtime to all employees who worked more than 44 hours a week. Congress later amended this act two years later to reduce the work week to 40 hours. And in 1940, the 40-hour work week became U.S. law. It is really, like I said, quite recent. If you think about the fact that we are in 2021 right now, 1940 was not that long ago. So for the 40-hour work week to have become law in 1940, that is quite recent given our time. But I also think it's really interesting because even though it's recent, like in the years, if you kind of count it in this grand scheme of things, it's also in some ways long enough ago that we need 
need to really take stock of how far we've come in our world, what things have changed, how the world has changed, and really decide and really think about does the 40-hour work week fit into our lives and fit into the way that we as people, we as humans and as a society work compared to how it did in the 1940s. In the 1940s, it was obviously a great achievement to have created this law that really put into place a ban on the amount of time that people can work without being paid overtime because people were working so much. But now it's kind of like, we really need to reevaluate. Does the 40 hour work week actually make sense for our society and our world? So much has changed between now and 1940 that it's important to think about whether or not it still makes sense. So I want to dive into entrepreneurship a little bit. And what I want to talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship is kind of focusing on entrepreneurship as it relates to the pandemic. The economy took a huge hit and we also saw work, travel, certain sectors, a lot, actually pretty much every single sector of the economy took a hit when it came to the global pandemic. But we really saw a huge shift when it came to work and when it came to travel. Many people were let go from their jobs while others who were fortunate enough to retain their corporate jobs or maybe move into another corporate job, they were able to work from home. And this shift from going to an office to now working from home allowed a lot of people to reclaim time. So all that time they once spent commuting, especially if you were commuting like one hour into work and then one hour out work, like that you got two hours of time that you no longer have to spend driving in or taking the train into work. But not only that, I think that there's a lot of time when you're in an office where you're spent like trying to look busy when maybe you aren't that busy with work, but now that time was reclaimed by a lot of people who were no longer going into the office, but now they have the freedom to work from home. According to a report from the Financial Times in the United States in July 2020, the number of applications for starting a business had an increase of 95% compared to the same period in 2019. In France, 84,000 new businesses were registered in October, according to McKinsey, and this was actually a historical increase increase of 20% compared to the same month in 2019. In the UK, we saw the number of registered companies increase by 30% year over year in November and December of 2020. So this is basically showing that there were just a really massive increase in the number of new businesses that were starting around this time. And literally this is correlating with the start of the pandemic, the rise, the height of the pandemic. And this was not just something happening, obviously in the United States, this was a global global trend. We're now seeing many people who were forced out of their nine to five go into entrepreneurship. So this could be because people always wanted to own a business or start a business and maybe they just didn't have time. And now that they were laid off or they had more time, they were like, you know what, now is the time to start a business. I think sometimes when you have a really massive tragedy, people start to realize I actually don't care about this thing or I actually do care about this thing. And some people were starting businesses because they realized that this was something they've always wanted to do. And now that we were in the midst, of a global pandemic and you could really see the toll it was taking on the country and the world. People were deciding that, hey, like I'm just gonna go ahead and do this thing that I've always wanted to do for my whole life because I really wanna do this thing and really life is short, so now is the time, it's now or never. And another reason that people could have been starting so many jobs or starting so many businesses rather during this time is for the sole reason of surviving, right? We're in the middle of a global pandemic. If you have just been laid off from your job and you 
you have no other means of getting income or making money, that's a huge reason to decide to start a business, to be like, I need to survive. I have bills to pay. I have a family to feed. Like this is a thing that I can do and in some ways hope to control in order to create more income or create another stream of income for myself and my family. With the growth of social media and online education, online systems, all these different apps and things like that, we've actually been able to create a world and a society where businesses are not just reserved for startups. I think before we used to see that entrepreneurship and startups and, and small businesses, like that term was always sort of reserved for like these tech startups that had like all these angel investors and you would hear about them in Silicon Valley and all of these things like that. And it's really interesting to note that as we are beginning to see sort of the threshold for business ownership and starting a new business being lowered, we're seeing the democratization of entrepreneurship. We're seeing people who have always had a dream to start a business, start that business because they're able to see that they can go online and they can buy or they can open their Shopify shop. They can go online and they can buy their domain for their business. They can go online and start an Instagram, find customers, all without having to leave their home, all without having to have millions of dollars invested by angel investors. Like it's now becoming easier to start a business, easier to really create that dream life that you've always wanted to create for yourself. I also think that many people are starting to see that financial freedom or workplace freedom can really be created with the entrepreneurship mindset and with like starting your own business. So whereas before I think people thought if you want to make all this money, like the real, like the only way to do it was sort of like get a good paying job and rise up in the ranks and climb the corporate ladder. But now we're seeing like regular people can start a business and become millionaires. Regular people can start something and grow something and have that financial freedom, be able to travel, be able to work, be able to serve an audience, serve a clientele, all without having to sacrifice their freedom of where they work, sacrifice their, their energy, sacrifice their like life in general, and they can build something that they're really passionate about and still make a lot of money. However, when we talk about lowering the threshold to start a business, we also have to talk about the other like dark side of things. And the darker side to this is the rise of hustle culture. Rakuten, it's the smartest way to shop and save. Earn cash back at over 3,500 stores in every single category. We're talking fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, subscription services, and so much more. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account or can send you a check. Membership is free and it's super easy to sign up. Rakuten has 15 million members who are already saving. Shouldn't you be one of them? It's a no-brainer. Shopping smarter doesn't have to be harder. Start with Rakuten via desktop, the app, or the extension, and let Rakuten do the deal finding for you. Start saving today at Rakuten.com or on the Rakuten app. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So according to Impact Plus, hustle culture is a societal standard that you can only succeed by exerting yourself at max capacity professionally every day. Hustle culture does not sleep. Hustle culture does not take breaks. Hustle culture is waking up on a Saturday morning and making spreadsheets instead of pancakes. Girl, ooh, that's not like a real busy Saturday morning to me. I kind of want some pancakes now that I read that though. But anyways, videos such as CEO 5 a.m. morning routine or the hashtag girl boss 
cross movement and the prevalence of motivating content on social media have conditioned us to believe that if we want something, we must hustle. And if we take breaks, that we are weak-minded and we are not ready to receive whatever we want. I do think this content can be really motivating to some extent because it does highlight the importance of goal setting, taking action, being disciplined. And that's where I think this advice can sort of be positive in some ways. But like anything, there is taking things too far. If you like really want to consume something, there's like a way where you can over consume it. And sometimes if you follow this advice to a T and you over consume and you want to overproduce, this can lead to overworking, burnout, serious emotional and physical side effects, especially when it comes to literally hustling way too hard. Hustle culture encourages unsustainable expectations because we are human. So taking breaks is like natural. It's not only suggested, but it's necessary for our health. Like if you literally do not want to have a heart attack from stress, like you need to take some breaks here and there. Hustling without necessary breaks can lead to burnout. Without being addressed, this can cause severe anxiety. This can cause insomnia. This can cause detachment. It can also cause just like the loss of enjoying things and enjoying life like the way you used to. And it can even cause major depression. Not only that, but hustle culture can also encourage comparisonitis and can contribute to feelings that we are behind in life or not doing enough or that we are simply failures. We've seen this all the time, or I at least personally have experienced this, especially like go on Instagram or something and see someone who's like waking up at 5 a.m. and doing all these things and just like, just literally going super hard every single day. And that can make me feel like, shoot, like, am I not doing enough? Is that why I haven't achieved these goals? Like, should I be filming five videos a day and, and posting? one every single day and doing this and doing that and posting TikToks and reels and all these different things. I think sometimes you can start to compare and contrast and we can say this person is literally doing the absolute most and that's why they are so successful and because I am not doing the absolute most because I'm not hustling in the way that they seem to be hustling, that's why I'm not successful. And again, that can be really detrimental to your health because you don't know what that person is going through. They could be burnt out. They could be tired. They could have a team behind them and you might not even know. That's another thing too. I think there are so many successful people online that are advocating for like this hustle mentality, this hustle culture and if they have already like made it to a certain extent they have a team behind them it's not just them they have people helping them to produce all this content to be online 24 7 and you as this one person like you can't be expected to keep up with the work that someone and their team of like 10 people are doing there's also this message that if you don't succeed you're not working hard enough which is really toxic in and of itself i've spoken about this many times and i've discussed how success is not just a product of hard work. <sighs> Y'all, I had to pause my recording because they have been mowing the freaking lawn for like what seems like hours now. And I'm like, can we just, can we, can, can we get it done? Can we get it done? Can we finish mowing the lawn? Because I literally need to record this episode and Oh, oh my God. Anyways, but yeah, like I said, I've spoken about this many times because I've talked about how success is not just a product of hard work, but it's also a product of hard work, divine timing, connections, believing in yourself, and so much more. You can be working really, really hard on something and not see the results that you want for a while. And not because you're not working hard enough, but because it's not coming into your life in this particular season because it needs more time to develop or you need to be more prepared or because other things need to happen before it can 
come into your life. And so I think focusing on hard work and focusing on like, okay, if I'm not successful, it's because I'm not working hard enough can be really, really detrimental to our health and make us feel as if we are not doing enough, which can lead us to, to do more and lead to burnout and all these other really negative things. So our culture really prioritizes work and busyness so much that we start to confuse busyness with true productivity, which we know that it's not always the case because obviously correlation does not always equal causation. In fact, in his research, economics professor John Pensabell, I don't know if I'm saying it right, y'all, but he's at, he was at Stanford University and he found that productivity per hour declines sharply when a person works more than 50 hours a week. After 55 hours, productivity drops so much that putting in any more hours would be pointless. And those who work up to 70 hours per week are not getting the same amount of work done as those who put in 55 hours per week. So essentially, we know you can work smarter, not harder. Just because you are busy, just because you're doing like 5 million things does not necessarily mean that you are more productive or doing more at the end of the day than someone who might be doing less, but doing it in a more effective way. Hello, you guys. Again, work smarter, not harder. So now we need to talk about success because this is a huge part of like the pinnacle message of hustle culture. I feel like when we talk about hustle culture and we talk about like why people are hustling so hard, it's always to get to like success. It's always to be successful. Like that is always like this end goal of like what the hustle is trying to do, which is so interesting because literally it's like, what is success, right? And we're gonna, we're gonna get into this. So it's interesting because hustle culture talks about like how to grind, don't stop until you get there, how you need to work hard so you can see the results, how you can't stop until you've made it there, wherever the there is. Often these mass messages are repeated with similar ideas of societal success in mind. So the final end goal is typically something like the money, the cars, the houses, the bags, basically the endless accumulation of material wealth is always kind of what is described as the end all be all, the thing that we're all trying to achieve and the thing that we're all trying to get to. However, when we're talking about the grind and when we're talking about hustle culture, and when we're talking about working and success and things like that, it's important to really define what your version of success looks like. Because the truth is, if you work like a crazy person to get to whatever the there is and you make it to whatever there is, I'm doing like major quotation marks here because it's like, this is such a, like, what is the word? Is it proverbial? proverbial? Basically, it's this like idea that we're all working towards, like the Wizard of Oz who like literally doesn't exist, but everyone thinks he exists until they get there and realize like they all had different versions of what they thought this wizard would look like and be like, and it's nothing like what anyone thought it would look like and be like. So if you work really hard to get to this place, like you'll need to keep up that work when you're there, even with a team. And you have to start to ask yourself, like, does my idea of success look like working 24 seven grinding for the rest of my life? Or does it look like something a little bit more holistic, like being able to balance my life with my passions and still call in the abundance that I need to feel wealthy? I'm really excited because I'm I'm starting to see that there's a trend where people are starting to equate the idea of success with more holistic self-care and wellness. People are starting to focus less on material gain itself and focus more on wellness, financial and emotional and spiritual and physical wellness in a very holistic sense. And starting to see success as not just this one thing, but as really being balanced in all of the important areas in your life. And of course, depending on who you are, you can really like, 
like figure out which areas you want to prioritize more because I think we all have different values. And so which areas we prioritize over others is really going to be very, very unique to us and our experience and the type of life that we want to live. According to an article on the Great Resignation, as pandemic life recedes in the US, people are leaving their jobs in search of more money, more flexibility, more happiness. Many of them are rethinking what work means to them and how they are valued and how they spend their time. It's leading to a dramatic increase in resignations, a record 4 million people quit their jobs in April alone, according to the Labor Department. So not only has the global pandemic caused people to rethink the way that they were working before, but it's also caused them to rethink what they were working toward. It's caused many people to truly evaluate the type of work they want to be doing and the type of life that they want to be living. For those of us who are in corporate culture and who have been able to, or who have been privileged enough to be able to work remotely, that has also shown us that we can get our work done from home just as effectively. And for those who are being called back into the office when maybe they were doing their work just as effectively, if not more effectively from home, it's really caused them to resent the office and resent having to travel and commute to a place where they can just stay at home and get their work done. This era is causing people to evaluate, like, how do I wanna work? Like, do I like being in the office? Do I prefer being at home? Like, what is the way for me to get my done my job done effectively? Not only that, but we are under such massive stress as a whole right now that you really have to kind of remove the things that are just unnecessary in your life. And if your work has been causing you major stress that is completely unnecessary, I think for a lot of people, they're evaluating like, do I even want to be in a workplace that's causing me major stress when I'm already stressed about the world in itself right now? There has been a huge shift from living to work to working to live, if that makes sense. So instead of you just like being like, I'm just going to live to work, like work is all I have. People are like, I'm going to work enough so that I can have to provide my family so I can have that abundance that I need. But I also want to do other things. I want to travel. I want to spend time with my family. I want to do the things that I love. I want to explore my passions. And I don't want a job that takes up all of my mental energy, my time, my everything, especially if I have other things that I care about in my life and want to focus on, especially because as we have seen proven extremely more so in the past year and a half is that life really is rather short. We don't know how much time we have with our loved ones. We don't know how much time we have on this earth, on this planet. And it's really important to figure out like what things you want to experience and do and prioritize in the time that you have here, especially because you don't know how much time you have here. So I'm going to conclude by talking about the fact that you have to put in work to be successful. So this episode wasn't necessarily to deny that fact. It wasn't to say like, okay, you know, don't hustle, just sit here and, and dream about it. I talk on this podcast a lot about taking action, about setting goals, about really like honing in on the things that you need to do in order to get where you need to get. I believe in a co-creationship with God, with the universe, where I am taking the action that I need to do. I am really taking that action. I'm setting those goals. I'm moving forward. I'm chugging and, and chipping away at what I need to do every single day. But I'm also realizing that there are certain things that are within God's control where he is going to move mountains, as they say, or do what needs to be done for me to be connected with the right people at the right time, for me to be exposed to certain opportunities at the time that I need to ex be exposed to them, all of those things. So I'm no stranger to taking action. In fact, the other day I actually posted a 
a story on Instagram where I was like, it's 7.30 p.m. and I'm now taking my lunch break. It was a day where I'd actually worked about 12 hours and I had breakfast. I worked for like 12 hours and I didn't eat until eat again until nighttime. It was a really long day, but here's the thing. I don't do that every single day. Balance is key. Not every single day looks like grinding all day and not eating because literally that would lead to massive burnout. And I have burnt out recently. If you see my YouTube video, you would know. This weekend, I literally spent the weekend, I got a facial, I got a massage done. Like I literally did nothing this entire weekend except sit on the couch and watch movies and eat ice cream because I was so, so burnt out and couldn't even find the energy to do something as small as like change my sheets on my bed like that's how that's how bad it was but what I'm saying is even though we need to take action towards the things that we want to achieve and even though we need to work towards the things that we need to achieve balance is important you can work hard but you can also rest at the same time you can find that balance you can take things a little bit slower be more intentional about the actions that you take it doesn't mean that you're left behind it doesn't mean that if you're not grinding 24 7 you're not going to get to where you need to get to that's absolutely ridiculous there are people who literally lean into flow take aligned action rest offer themselves that opportunity to practice self-care on a regular basis and who i would argue get to where they want to get to in a more holistic and very aligned way because they are practicing that self-care and taking care of their bodies mind and soul on the way to getting to wherever they're they're trying to get to in terms of their goals i'm a projector so i've talked about this before in human design but if you're not familiar I would like highly recommend you look into human design and find out what your human design type is. But as a projector, that means that I like don't have a lot of energy. For me, work harder, not smarter is literally like my life motto. Like that's my thing because I don't have a lot of energy. I prefer to find like, people will say, I don't know, maybe it's like a like a cut through or a cut around. What is it called? You guys, I don't even know what it's called, but I just like to find workarounds, like ways to do things in a way that's gonna be more effective and take me less time, but like get me to the result faster or in like a less tiring way than other people may typically do it. I focus on milestones for my life. I focus on my progress. But one of the things that's really helped me in terms of this hustle culture and really like leaving that behind and focusing on ways to practice holistic measurements of or holistic ways of getting to my goals has been focusing on my specific journey, my definition of success. I used to really look at the world's definition of success and kind of like base what I wanted off of that. But lately I've been trying to think like, what do I really want? What type of life do I really wanna live? What does your day-to-day -day look like ideally? If we could talk about you would be living your dream life a year from now, by the end of December, 2022, what does that look like for you? Are you at a nine to five? Have you left your nine to five? Do you wake up at 10 a.m. and start work at 11? Are you a morning person like myself and you still like to wake up early? Like what does your morning, your entire day look like and how, can you make that happen without burning out? I think that's really, really important to think about it in that way because your idea of success and your idea of like what you want to achieve in about a year's time is going to differ very, very vastly from mine. By thinking about the life that you want to live and by thinking about the goals that you have, you can start to create goals that make sense for you. You can start to create a breakdown, a plan of like the things that you can do and the way that you can create processes and streamlined ways, holistic ways of 
achieving those goals without having to sacrifice your mental uh, health, without having to sacrifice sleep, without having to make yourself super stressed out and burnt out because you're trying to grind 24 seven to get to someplace super, super quick. There are ways to do this in a very holistic and aligned way without having to put your yourself at risk, your vessel, your body at risk. And I think that we need to focus more on those holistic ways of gaining success and holistic ways of getting to our goals without necessarily focusing on like just grinding all the time because there's more to life than just working all the time. There's actually being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And that's also really, really important. So anyways, my loves, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Every time I finish recording one of these episodes, I'm like, oh, that was so all over the place. But it's so funny because I listened to the Friends with Benefits episode. And when I was editing it, I felt like it was so freaking all over the place. And I was like, oh my God, like what the hell even is this? But then when I listened back to it after, I really, really enjoyed the episode. And I was like, wow, this actually feels like it came together in a really beautiful way so my hope is that this episode also feels the same for you guys as well like I said next week I, I'm pretty sure next week we're gonna be talking about imposter syndrome because I think this is gonna be really important especially for those of us who are trying to achieve massive goals and I think imposter syndrome can sometimes be a subconscious block in terms of you self-sabotaging yourself to get to those massive goals uh, whether that be in your business or even in your nine to five especially if you you are going after leadership positions in a nine to five or just going after leadership positions and roles in your business itself. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more next week. But until then, my loves, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember to take care of yourself. You will get to that goal and you do not need to be working 24 seven to get there. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you don't need to be doing all that. I'm going to go ahead and edit this episode, continue vlogging. Like I said, check out my YouTube channel links down below. If you are listening on Apple and you haven't already left one please leave a five-star review i would absolutely appreciate it also stay tuned for giveaway uh details those should be coming soon because i believe we're gonna get to like kind of what we need to get to before uh, middle of november and i already have an idea of what i want to buy for the giveaway so i'll be talking about that and how to enter in one of these upcoming episodes probably early november so make sure to keep an eye or an ear out for that rather and come find me on instagram if you haven't so many of you guys have found me over there i've been a little quiet on there lately so if you have dm me or anything like that and i haven't responded yet it's because I've been burnt out and it's because I literally have just been going on Instagram to like post something quickly and get off. Like it's kind of been giving me a little anxiety lately to be on the platform. So I've kind of been staying off of social a little bit more recently, but I feel like myself kind of getting the energy back to go on and actually participate in conversations on there. So I will be hitting you guys up pretty soon, but I hope you guys have a fantastic week. A happy Tuesday. I really hope that you are enjoying the weather wherever you guys are. Fall is my favorite season. So I I'm literally loving this right now. I'm about to head out to go buy some curtains for my office. That's like the exciting thing of my day. And yeah, my loves, thank you again for being here. I appreciate you so, so, so much. Appreciate all the new listeners, all the new folks who are here. I am literally experiencing my dreams coming true. And I think it's really cool that you guys are on this journey experiencing it with me as well. And not only that, but you are a huge part of that happening. So I wanna thank you again for being here. Appreciate you, my friends. I will chat with you in the next episode. Have a lovely rest of your week. Bye, my loves.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.